You want to change the world, son. So do I. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Curious Christians Podcast. We're so excited to have you here and have you as a part of our community. I'm your host, Brandon Chavera, here with our wonderful pastor and the person who answers our questions along with being God-inspired to do so, Pastor Roger Kranz. Hey everybody, I'm excited to be here too because I I got a peek of what the topic is about today and this is a topic that's very near and dear to my heart. So I'm, I'm not going to spoil it, I'll let Brandon tell you what it's about. So our question here today is something that a lot of us have uh, trouble implementing into our lives. And uh, being a curious Christian and someone who's newer to the faith, I often uh, have trouble uh, with this, and I'm sure a lot of people do too. So I'm going to give the overall general question here, and then we will dive into it. And so the question is, how do you apply God's word in your life? And that's a great question. And like I said, it's very near and dear to my heart because when God called me into the ministry, um, he called me to be a life application preacher. Um, that means when we preach, you can apply what you learn to your life immediately and, and should be able to. Um, God calls different people to do different things. He, um, there's a lot of preachers out there that, that, that their specialty, so to speak, is prophecy or their specialty is Old Testament or, or whatever. But with us, it's life application. So applying God's word to your life, this is very dear to my heart. Um, God has uh, given lo- us lots of insight into this. Um, and so we just can't wait to get started on it. Yeah. And so I think one of the things that uh, I struggle with is, um, first off, reading the Bible in general can be intimidating if you don't know exactly what you're diving into. For years, um, I didn't even realize that some of the different um, stories that are in there are from different viewpoints of different people, different authors at the time. And so learning that and learning different portions of it is uh, somewhat daunting to a newer Christian, but also... I think we find it difficult on how we are actually supposed to implement what God is saying into our lives because some of us have a hard time either interpreting it or understanding the full meaning to it. But how does one actively and effectively read God's word, take that, and apply it into his his life the way that God would have him do so? Well, obviously, prayer starts it off. You know, you want to ask God, um, God, where would you have me be in your word today? And God, would you, you know, you ask him to open it up and give you the gift of interpreting it correctly, understanding and whatnot. Um, It's funny, I was driving down the road the other day with a young man and we were talking about the Bible and he said, he said, yeah, I've never really read through the Bible. So um, I've only read little passages here and there in my life. But God, you know, he, he said he felt God calling him to read the word. And so he said, I guess I'm just going to start at Genesis 1-1 and go from there. And, and we kind of said, you know, there's really, uh, you know, you, you may get more insight if you start maybe at um, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, and then maybe move to the Gospel of John. And then, and then he, he said, well, why wouldn't I start at the beginning? of the book and I said because well you know the the Bible just because it starts in Genesis doesn't mean the whole Bible is going to go in sequence it doesn't work that way the books are written at different times and it it, you know chronologically it's you're not going to find that so it's best to let God deal with your heart first and and let him massage your heart 
with with his word and and then eventually you'll get to those other books but you know i i suggested he start off with first second and third john and then go to the gospel of john why well because you can apply those to your life immediately they're they're they stick like peanut butter i mean they're great books to start off with when you're a new christian and you're reading god's word so um that's where we 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 want to start we want to start people off right first of all and foremost with life application what good is it if it doesn't apply to your life if you don't apply it to your life you know the bible says works without faith is good for nothing and faith without works is dead so and and then there's another passage it says uh, for as the body without the spirit is dead so faith without works is dead so um you know you've got to apply apply it through the through your faith and and here's here's a rule of thumb you you will only apply what you know by your measure of faith so if if your faith is if you're a new christian and your faith is not really built up yet of course you're not going to apply a lot you're not going to apply a lot of what you learn um you find you apply more as the more you learn and the the, the more your faith is built so it, it application has everything to do with faith yeah, and I'll tell on myself here. I'm definitely someone who's uh, attempted to start reading the Bible and started at uh, page one, chapter one, Genesis, and <laughs> and um, obviously starting off and reading that uh, may not be the the best place for someone to start who's uh, just wanting to to read all throughout the Bible and really dig into um, into God's Word. Uh, I'll also tell on myself here, and I'm not sure how many other people do this. I hope I'm not the weird one, but I've <laughs> I've been sitting down before and I'm like, all right, God. I'm letting you take over. I'm going to just open this Bible wherever I want. I'm scrolling through the pages, flipping them as fast as I can. I'm like, stop. I got this. I'm like right here. And then I hit a passage and I'm like, all right, God, speak to me with this one. And it's like, and Jesus looked at the donkey and I'm like, that doesn't mean anything to me. I'm like, what is that? <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm not sure if, if anyone else has done that. I hope I didn't just tell on myself and I'm weird for that. But um, I, I think that there's a structured way that someone should actively um start reading the bible and I'm, I'm curious as to why you uh said that he should start off in first john and then you answer that by saying that you think that there's a lot that um you can apply to your life from that so i myself will probably start on that now and now that i know that so for someone who's looking to apply their life first starting off maybe um first john is a good place to go let's say that someone has well, anybody, anybody who has a, um, a question or somebody who uh, is dealing with certain things in their life, um, aside from Googling, which I know you said, be careful and be wary on that, how does one search out answers in the Bible for something they're going through? How do they take that portion of the Bible and apply it to their lives if they don't know where they're going? How do you navigate the Bible to get to that? Well, I think asking questions is, is a good part, a good thing for a new Christian to do. Um, you know, ask ask questions for someone who's been in God's Word for many years, and they can they can steer you in the right direction. Um, the reason with, that we pick that first, second, and third John is because those are books of faith and love, and there's nothing better for a new Christian to learn than faith and love. You can learn about all the beginning stuff later, but but build your faith first. So go to the books that are, are big on the faith and big on love. Those, those are the books you want to get first because, once, like we said earlier, you're, you're only ever going to apply as much as your faith is. So you can learn a lot about Jesus. You can learn a lot about his works 
and what he expects of us. But you're never going to apply it unless there's faith to back it up. Um, we liken it unto, we had an exercise we did here at the church one time. Uh, we, 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 we asked everybody that wanted to participate to show up on a Tuesday night. Now, we never do anything on Tuesday nights, nothing church-wide. So I, I was just curious to see how many people showed up. But we had about 16 people show up. And so we had, we had taken little uh, pieces of paper and we had uh, written on them little jobs to do over in our, uh, we have a big outside mall over here on the beach. And so we, we brought everybody to that outside mall and we said, everybody reach your hand in and pull out, um, pull, pull out one piece of paper and whatever is on that paper, you have to commit to do it. And so it was a great, it was a really great exercise. So people were pulling out their papers and one may have said, um, tell someone some good news. And then another one may have said, um, go find some crosses and buy one and give it away. And there was just these, all these different little things that people could do. So everybody grabbed one and, and had to go do their task. And then we all came back and met back together and had an ice cream cone. And while we were eating our ice cream cone, we asked everybody to share their story of what they did. And it was an incredible, you should have seen the look on their faces. They were, they lit up and they were bright and they were excited because they had done something for God and it meant a lot to them. And I wish we could have had mirrors with us so that everybody could see their own reflection of how their countenance changed when they just did something small and petite and little. And, and to us, it was insignificant, but to the person, like the person that, they, the, the girl that um, picked the one about the cross, she went and found crosses, bought a little cross and went and gave it to a stranger. And she came back a changed person. I mean, she was, she was joyful and she had a smile and she was excited about applying God's word, you know, and, and it wasn't even God's word. It was just little things we had written on paper, but the, it was an exercise to show everybody your faith is never going to be built unless you step out in it. You've got to step out into your own faith in order to build your faith. It's like exercising, you know, it's exercising the Word of God. And that's, that's really what applying it is all about. It's exercising God's Word. Yeah. So with stepping out in faith, what does the Bible tell us as far as how to do that? Is there uh, a certain thing that the Lord asks us to do when he asks us to step out in faith? Or is this a uh, by-case scenario? Well, the Bible does teach us to step out. Here's what we have to understand about faith. Genuine faith. Now, when we say genuine faith, we're talking about faith that's been built in, in, within someone. It's genuine faith. It's not the kind of faith that says, Brandon, if you get on that airplane, you're going to be just fine. Because now you're going off of my faith, right? You're going off of what I said. Genuine faith is when you stepped out and you built it up in yourself. So now it's not, it didn't come from anyone else. It came from you. You stepped out and you, you overcame and you saw it work. And so that's what genuine faith is. And the Bible teaches us that genuine faith produces good works. Um, I'll give you an illustration of that um, in the book of James. James had a problem with this in the early church because people, he was the, he was the preacher, he was the pastor. And people were coming to him and they were saying, James, I have the gift of teaching. God's given me the, 
the gift of teaching. Now, this, these gifts weren't genuine. Um, James didn't know that. But people were coming to him saying, I've got the gift of teaching. And so James gave them an opportunity to teach. And they stood up in the synagogue and they, they, they started teaching. But what happened was they, they, they were passing judgment in their preaching. And so people weren't getting saved. People weren't understanding it. They were, they were, it was causing division in the church. And so, and so the second thing that happened there was uh, people were coming to James and they said, you know, um, I've got this gift of teaching. I want to teach. And so he'd give them the opportunity again and they'd get up and, and they, they just blow it. They, they teach things that weren't even true. And so James gathered it back together and he said, you know, the problem here is that number one, it's not genuine faith that these people are coming to me with. And number two, the, the greatest tool for preaching is the tongue. And the tongue, the Bible says, is the hardest thing to control. So obviously being put in a, a position like that to apply faith, if it's not genuine, it's, it, it's never gonna work out. It's gotta be genuine faith. So we have to get that really clear before we even move on. You know, faith is when I tell you it's okay to step on the plane. Genuine faith is when you've stepped on the plane and you've landed and you realize, okay, I was safe. I am safe. And it gives you the opportunity that you're not going to think about it so hard the next time you have to step on a plane. Right? Yeah. And so um, understanding that uh, sometimes uh, things are being taught that aren't exactly true or correct, mm -hmm. um, how do you avoid applying those things to your life um, by mistake? Because sometimes you are taught things that uh, obviously uh, someone who is preaching or someone who shares something with you that isn't true how do you fact check that and make sure that you're applying something to your life that god truly has and i know uh every question can start with praying and asking god for it but um is the only way to really truly understand if you're doing this the right way for you to physically read the bible and check that it really is but there's there's a, a much bigger um there's a much bigger attribute that we have as christians and um the, the attribute is the Holy Spirit. And so when, when you're sitting out there and you're hearing a, a teaching, and the teaching may not be um, according to the Bible, uh, there, you know, a lot of times a preacher will throw his own thoughts and he'll try to mix his own thoughts in with the Bible, or he may, be, he may even be interpreting it wrong. Um, when that happens, the Holy Spirit sh sends up a red flag to real believers. And so it, you don't just have to rely on your own self and your own teachings. Um, the answer to your question is yes, you really should be in God's word. Um, uh, Jesus said, you know, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lonely in heart and you shall find rest unto your souls. And what he meant by that was take, take my yoke, take, take my teachings upon you and learn of me. Learn everything you can of me because I'm meek and lonely in heart, which is what I want you to be. And if you'll do that, you'll find rest unto your souls. In other words, when you when someone is teaching something that's not right, the red flag will come up, not only because of what you've learned, but also because of what the Holy Spirit lives within you and, and won't, won't allow you to learn something wrong. Um, it's, 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 there's a lot of it out there. There's a lot of it. Um, I think 
every it should be mandatory for every preacher to read uh, Revelation 22, 20, uh, chapter 22. Because in that, it, the, the Bible talks about adding and subtracting from God's word and what will happen if, if that takes place. And, and there's a big consequence when you add something to God's word or you take away something from God's word. And that's why the church that you, you're in, you should be called to that church. That's why the preaching that you do, you should be, it, it should be anointed of God. You know, you shouldn't look at the congregation and say, wow, they're, they're just not giving, so I think I'll preach on tithing today. Oh my gosh, what a mistake that would be. Because then you're leaning to your own understanding, you're not listening to God. God may have a totally different message for the people that day, but you've taken his message and put it on the back burner and you've decided that it's better that you preach on tithing. So that's not called applying God's word to your life, that's called leaning to your own understanding. And that's where you're gonna get in trouble as a preacher. You're gonna get in trouble as a Christian. You know, I, th I think the, 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 the shorter answer is it's okay to be a curious Christian. It's okay that if you hear something to question it because it, it, if it's true, it should be found in God's word, right? Yeah. And so this question that I have is um, something that I personally have been wanting for a while. I'm not sure how many other people have this. Um, when I've read God's Word and I've tried to apply it to my life, sometimes some of the passages um, are hard to understand. And I've asked God to help interpret them for me. And um, sometimes I get something from it. Sometimes it's still hard to understand. Um, I've read before a uh, the Newfound Living Translation. It's basically this from I've compared them, making sure that it's not saying anything different. It still seems like it's saying it, just in a more summed up. They're using instead of you know where he came from, where he came from. Is that is that okay, or is that something that we should steer away from? You know, um, that's a tough question. Um, we're just going to give you what God's laying on our heart. Okay. We don't advocate any Bible except the King James Version. And I know that sounds old fashioned and I'm sorry if everybody feels that way, but there's a reason why we don't advocate any other Bible. And, and, and I know there's several out there that are much easier to understand, but I'll, I'll just give you an example. When I was in Bible college, one of our um, exercises was we had to read different interpretations of the Bible. We had to read not only different interpretations, but also different um, writings of the Bible, different languages. And so now that, that we've done that, we understand why they had us do that. It was a very taunting and daunting task because, I mean, just think about how long it would take you to read through the Bible. Think about having to do it on three different translations and three different languages. It wasn't easy. But since we did that, it was, a, it was a great exercise now that it's over because we were able to see that when, when the Bible is translated a different way, there's words that get left out. And when words get left out, meanings get left out. And so it, it, it either, in many cases, it either softens the meaning when it never was meant to be softened or it increases the meaning when it was never meant to increase. So that's why we don't, you know, without spending too much time on that, that's why we don't advocate anything but the King James Version. And people say, well, the King James Version is old, it's old speaking, and I don't understand it. Well, y you will if you just give God a chance. 
if you'll, you know, before you even crack it open, ask God, God, give me the gift of interpreting this correctly. And God, show me what it means. I have a desire. God will never let you down when he knows your heart and he knows you have a desire to know his word. Yeah. The funny thing about the Bible is if, if, you don't, if you're not hungry and thirsty to read the Bible, to know the Bible, then it's really just another book. And I'm sure people will write in that I said that, but it, it, it's really just another book on another shelf collecting the same dust. It's, it means nothing to anyone unless you have, you're hungry and thirsty to know what it means. And when you're hungry and thirsty, God honors that. And he honors that by giving you the gift of interpreting it correctly. It's a, it's a very simple process. Yeah. And so uh, I'm going to kind of put you on the spot here. Okay. Um, this is, uh, I'm putting you on the spot, but the reason I'm doing this is because um, this is obviously the curious Christians and we all have questions and we all want to push it here. So my follow-up question to that is going to be the King James Version is the version that we read, correct? Yes. Um, and people would say that it was written in an old time language, right? Mm -hmm. The King James Version was obviously converted from the original text right. or from another language. Mm -hmm. And they converted that from the original text into the King James Version so that people who speak our language at that time could understand it and probably the same type of verbiage that they're using then, the King James Version. Right. So then if it's translated nowadays into a um, newer text that is easier to understand for people who use our verbiage nowadays, what what is actually the difference of that? And I, I believe that when you're saying, you know, we're, we're not going to translate it differently because this is the King James version that we've been studying and all this, but is there a true difference if it's being just translated differently for our verbiage today than from when it was done to the King James version from the original text? That's a great question. Um, and it, there's a, a simple answer for it. But first, let me say as a disclaimer, if, if you own, and speaking to our listeners, if you own, you know, the New International Version or you own the, the New King James Version, we're not saying that you won't get food out of that. We're, that's not what we're saying. We're simply saying that we don't advocate those books. We, we would rather you go to the King James Version and stick with it. Now, that's our disclaimer. To answer your question is, uh, is it's a matter of faith. It's a matter of faith to believe that through the original scrolls that it was penned to, you know, to the Greek and then the Greek was penned to, and, and as it went down the, the line, um, it made it to the King James Version. It, we, we only through faith can we believe that God didn't allow anything to be changed in this so that it would minister grace unto the hearers, right? That's what he says, that his word administers grace unto the hearers. So, so when we read God's word, we have to have faith to believe that um, it, it, it has come down through the centuries and has not changed, that it's still the inerrant word of God. That means there's no error in it whatsoever, no error found. And this is the only book where no error has ever been found. No one can prove anything that there's anything in error in this book. It never has happened and never will. So when you say, well, what about the New King James? What about the International Version? What about all these other versions? Um, all we can tell you is that we never saw a need to rewrite it. 
there was never a need to rewrite it because we we serve an awesome God and that's awesome God if you if you're hungry and thirsty for it he will give you the gift of interpreting it correctly he will he will explain it to you in simplicity you just have to be hungry and thirsty for it so when there's something that you're not understanding in the Bible or there's a passage that you're not uh, fully getting but you feel as though you're hungry and thirsty for it is it just to continue to ask God or should you move on to a different passage maybe he's not giving you uh, the gift of interpreting that passage right this second or is it just continually reading and starting to understand the way the book speaks to you good question one of the things that we teach when we're discipling is that when you're reading the Bible that you should always ask the questions who what where why how and when now why should you do that well because you need to know what happened before the passage you don't understand what happened after the passage you don't understand who wrote the passage you know you have to look at them you know Luke was a physician so he wrote differently than Matthew you know, one was a tax collector, one was a physician, one was a, a, a fisherman. You, you know, they, they're all different people. They all wrote different ways. So by knowing the background and knowing the history of the Bible, this is where discipleship comes in. This is why, once again, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. Why? Because that's where you learn these things. You're going to learn the background of the Bible. You're going to learn the background of each book. You know, right now, we're, we're, we're very proud, and it's the good kind of pride, to say that if if we went out there and asked any any one of our congregation, um, you know, who wrote the Book of Acts, they'd be able to tell you who wrote you know who wrote um, Ephesians. They'd be able to tell you who wrote this one. Who wrote, because they've they've been here and they've studied and they've shown themselves approved unto the Word of God. All that together is what teaches you how to interpret the Bible. If you know when it happened. Who, what, who were the characters there? You know, why did it happen? Why did they say what they said? You know, why did they word it this way? Um, don't ever be afraid to ask God who, what, where, why, how, and when, because he's, he's faithful and just to tell you those answers and give you those answers. That's what interpreting the Bible is all about. It's not having some special um, magical quality. It's about studying to show yourself approved and, and rightly dividing. So when you talk about studying the characters and starting to learn more about who they were, um, and just because I, I'll admit that I haven't read the Bible cover to cover and haven't read every single story that it presents. Most people haven't. Yeah. What, what is a good way to develop um, an understanding of those individuals before you read their stories um, or along with it? Because I'm sure the stories themselves have their own meaning that God placed in there to have an effect on your life. But at the same time, uh, I'm a very curious person, and I, I would love to know everything about this individual before I learn their story or after I learn their story to go through and read it again. And that way I understand who this person is. Because if I hear your story, but then I come back and I find out you were a pastor for 30 years, you were in a rock and roll band, that story is going to have me... Um, a lot more drawn in if I have that backstory. Is, are those presented in the Bible or is there a, a place to go to learn that? They are presented in the Bible. There's background on everything you read in the Bible. Um, there's only, there's very few areas of the Bible where God says, you know, these, these things you're not supposed to know yet. 
There's only a couple things in there that he says that about. Everything else is revealed. That's why he, this is a revelation. This book is a revelation to us. It's, it's, it's the great revealing of who God is. And it's, it's the great revealing of how we can get closer to him. So yeah, most of the books in the Bible all have background on the people that wrote, wrote these. You know, God authored it, um, but then he had these writers write it. And they were all different. Everybody was diverse in, in their jobs. You know, Paul, he was killing Christians. His job was to kill Christians before uh, God got a hold of him. Then once God got a hold, got a hold of him, he became one of the most passionate um, Christ followers there ever was. Uh, one of the most dedicated Christ followers there ever was. So you, you look at that life and you say, my goodness, this, what a turnaround. You know, he was one that persecuted thousands and thousands of Christians. And then in the, in the course of a very short time, he, you know, God turned his heart and he became one of the greatest preachers there ever was. So um, it, it's, it's just knowing the background, being frosty. I, we, we had a, a, a previous podcast where we said, you know, if you'll just dedicate 30 minutes a day to God, he'll take that, that 30 minutes will become so valuable to you. And, and that's what you do in your 30 minutes. Read some of God's word and, and pray at the, in that time and spend time with him. And all those things come together to give you the gift of interpreting his word. Yeah. And uh, one of the other things we did in a previous podcast was we challenged you to do something, um, which was to check your phone, go back and listen to our uh, previous podcast for that. But um, I like that. Uh, I like that we challenge you guys to do stuff because I feel like it really brings our community tighter. So I think this podcast, what I'd like to challenge us all to do is to, to read a passage or to read um, something in the Bible. And uh, since I'm a newer Christian and I'm still consider, considering myself newer in the faith, um, I'm going to go with what you said. And I'm going to read the uh, first book of John. And I want to see how it actually uh, affects my life. Because I've in, in my entire faith, I have never once asked anyone where to start. Wow. Never. And it seems like such a it seems like such a simple question now that it's been asked, but I've never done it. And so now I'm curious to see where I'm led from that point on. So if you're out there and you're listening, um, it, if you're newer, then join with me. Let's 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 read that uh, passage together and let's um, see what we get from it. And if you're a Christian who's been a Christian for a while and you've read it cover to cover, then um, Pick, pick a different book in the Bible and read it and see what message uh, God brings to you from it because it's going to be probably new from what you read the first time. Absolutely. And, and as, a, as a, another a B part to this challenge, we'd ask you to, um, when, when God, we're not going to say if because we know he will, when God reveals something to you through that, that book, uh, go to thecuriouschristians.com and write it in. Write into us and let us know, hey, God revealed this to me in first, when I read the book of 1 John. And, um, and let's, let's rejoice in that together. We won't, we won't call you out on the, on the air, but we'll, we, we want to share your story. Yeah, you know? definitely. And guys, we know that there's more people growing because every single podcast, our numbers are just growing uh, more and more. And we know we're getting people out there. So uh, we ask you, please write in and uh, you know, become a part of this community besides just listening to us, interact with us. That's, that's why we started this, is that we want to have that connection with you guys. Um, we hope one day this is going to become so big that it'll be hard to reach out to absolutely everybody. But right now, let's make it a plan that if you ask a question, we can answer it. And if you are touched by this and um, you, re you read a passage and it gives you some information, share it with us. We'd love to hear it. Yeah. And, and we kind of want to round it out with, with two questions. 
Um, and these are, these are personal examination questions. You know, Paul said we should examine ourselves daily. Um, so we're going we're gonna to round it out with two questions that you can ask yourself as a listener. Number one, do your actions speak louder than your words? And number two, how many people have you shared Christ with? So you think about that, and we'd love to hear from you. Once again, thecuriouschristians.com. Go to the website and uh, scroll to the bottom, and you have an opportunity to share your answers with us right there. Um, and then if also, if you have any questions, put them on there. Yeah, guys. And this is all the time that we have for the podcast. We thank you for listening. Um, if you don't know where to listen to yet, we're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and so many more sites. Just give us a listen, like, and subscribe. Visit our website and become a part of this community and uh, help us change the world with one question at a time.